thank you for joining us on Love That Voiceover, where we explore the people and projects behind the microphone in depth. I am your shaky beauty ghost. Love that Rebecca. Hey, all you beautiful, fun, sexy, funky, quirky listeners of Love That Voiceover. I have a couple fast announcements before we get into our wonderful show with Mark Grau. Just so you know, we have more to come from Tom Pinto and Sarah Larkin and MJ Lalo joins us later this month. If you like listening to Love That Voiceover and have compliments or suggestions, please connect with me via email, Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn. My email is Rebecca at lovethatrebecca.com, R-E-B-E-C-C-A. I'm on Facebook as Rebecca Michaels and Twitter at Rebecca Michaels. All right, let's jump back in. I am Rebecca, and this is Mark Grau from Burbank, California. Hi, everybody. Mark, we were talking about the success of your studio, the success of your own personal voice acting career. And for you personally as a voice actor, um, what's what's the most fun project that you've been on that comes to mind right now? Um... Excuse me. Probably Avatar, the cartoon series, was a lot of fun because it's a, a full cast session, ah. so you're getting a chance to play off a lot of people and and have fun. Those those are usually a ball because when you're with peers in this business, you have a lot of fun. I mean, the work is right there, and everybody's got their A game going, and and that part's wonderful. But the camaraderie is is a lot of fun too, and the, the outtakes because everybody's joking constantly. Yes. Um, it really, you know, it's it's enjoying the ride. I think it's not to get bogged down. I mean, you have to understand we're sitting in a room, we're talking, and we're getting paid for it. So, you know, that that really is a very enjoyable aspect in itself. And the fact that we are all making a living doing this still, every everybody's very cognizant of the fact that that we're very blessed to be actually be making a living doing this. You know, it's wonderful. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a wonderful thing. The humility of it all. Oh, the humility, less the humanity. Where do you smell that? (laughs) (laughs) Grandpa, stop it. Who do you most admire in the industry, Mark? I mean, who have been your iconic uh, types of people that you think about when you think about this industry and who impressed you? Nobody. I hate everybody. (laughs) It depends on the, the, you know, the... the, It depends on on the individual you're talking about. I mean, there's all the iconic, you know, people like Mel Blanc and Dawes Butler and and those guys, of course, which really set the tone, Junie Foray, which set the tone for what everybody is doing now. Um, but I mean, everybody now, it, it, it depends entirely on the, on the individual. There's people that have amazing careers. Don Pitts, for instance, I've known Don forever. Don used to represent myself. In fact, Bobby Bergen and I were there together. I think Bob was probably 14 or 15. Um, this yeah. is back when, in fact, Don's office was where the Kodak center is now on the corner of Highland and Hollywood in Hollywood. Okay. And, yeah. uh, very uh, just an iconic agent. I remember sitting there and, and watching. You know, he actually represented Mel Blanc and Gary Owens and Orson Welles and wow. Casey Kasem. And I mean, uh, you know, it's uh, it, it, so I was absolutely in awe. You know, now the wonderful thing was a lot of those guys actually became friends over the course of, of years. Um, right. But, you know, it, it really, I mean, we were very fortunate um, with Don LaFontaine. Don, we used to probably average, you know, three to five sessions a week with a lot of it. And then it became ISDN. But see, it used to be in town here that you would actually physically go out and, and audition for things down at the voice caster um, right. you know, or at the agent's office. Now, there still is some of that here, but so much of it now is home, you know, based with MP3s that – 
a lot of the time that camaraderie, you don't really get to get out and associate with people. There's people like Mark Elliott. Mark's the voice of, you know, or was for years and years, you know, with Disney, that Disney's most endearing characters. And yes. Mark uh, w- will not do home studio stuff. He wants to go out because of, of that feedback from people, you know, and, and mingling with people and getting ideas and the social aspect. Because again, you get very, very isolated in this business. When you're sitting home just banging stuff out, gig after gig after gig after gig after gig, it's, you're not, you're just sitting in a room talking. And the only communication you're having is with somebody on the other line if it's, you know, ISDN or phone patch. But there's not right. that actual physical interaction with somebody. So it can, it can be yeah. a little daunting. But Yeah, and that collaboration can make the difference in something that's being developed or something that you're working on right then. And that in-person touch can maybe add a dimension. So I can understand the desire to have that. Um, in person, I wish I was there with you right now. <laughs> it's a little bit different, you know, kind of, of a feeling. And there's wonderful camaraderie, you know, when uh, people come in. I mean, it's great, you know, when Rob Paulson comes in or Jess Harnell or, you know, Mark yeah. Hamill, any of those. It's wonderful to see him and it's all hugs and, hey, man, how you doing? Great. You know, it's just so there's, again, that camaraderie is, is real, real great in this business. And the nice thing is, too, we all, all of us started out. You know, like with um, Rob and Cam Clark and Tony Coleman and stuff, we we used to actually record the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles here with everybody. So we've all come up through the ranks together, which is kind of fun. So cool. Um, but let's talk about the current environment now and um, how you think everything is playing out, what the future might be for for voiceover, if you want to call it an industry or as an aspect to the entertainment um, in the bigger areas of the arenas of animation, uh, television, narration and commercials. You know, the commercial portion, I mean, it, it has changed. But if you notice that you're not seeing a lack of commercials on TV, you know, right. there's still a ton of them out there and even with radio. Um, so there, there is a phenomenal amount of work out there. One of the adages I even use in the class is there are roughly 10,000 commercial radio stations in the U.S. Well, by law, each one of those stations can run 18 minutes of commercials per hour. There's not one person doing all of that. So there's obviously room for a lot of people. Um the interesting thing is most larger studios, I think you almost have to be in a, in a metro area, whether it be, you know, a Chicago, New York, L.A., San Francisco. Not to say that there's not studios in, in you know, places. In fact, I'm, I'm going back here uh, to Cincinnati and, and doing a voiceover class there, then to Pittsburgh and then to Philadelphia coming up the first part of November. Um which, which will be great. I mean, it's, it's fun, but obviously those, it's a different market. So it's a little bit different style. And each one of those markets is, is going to have a little bit different kind of thing that they do. Um, it, it, chances are it will be a little more localized. The interesting yeah. thing, the animation stuff, one of the things you had touched on was uh, the celebrity voices. And right. Yes, they do use quite a few celebs. But I have to be honest, a lot of the time it depends on most of that's garnering press. Um, you know, tonight right. it talks about, you know, his new role in the animated feature, whatever, because I have to be honest, most of the time I don't think it brings a hell of a lot to the role. In some cases, like obviously Ellen Generous in, in Nemo, phenomenal, you know. Right, um, right. No, I hear you on that. It's a. It's also to help get the production to finish, you know, to get the money that it needs. You see, they get, we've got so-and-so involved and so-and-so is, you know, on board. That's absolutely. And again, right. it garners a lot of press on the press junket when they, you know, sit down and do stuff. Right. However, there is a lot of other work out there for, you know, uh, the bits and pieces and, and, you know, incidental characters. Same thing with TV animation is not quite as strong um, with that. 
uh, as, as far as the celeb stuff, not as strong as, as the feature stuff. Um, but, you know, again, there is a lot of work. Same thing with video games. I mean, you'll notice, you know, like you were saying with, you know, um, Skyrim or, or New Vegas, um, they're bringing in a lot of celebs doing stuff on those now. And, you know, it's it simply is a, another work. The interesting thing is, is all you can do is when you audition, you bring your A-list to that audition and it boils down to that 10 to 12 seconds and you're doing something that uh, is going to grab attention where they go, wow, that's really unusual. Um, it's funny. In my case, virtually everything I play is either dead or mutated. Um, it's a running <laughs> gag, in fact, is that I never get to play the guy next door. I usually play the guy that kills the guy next door. Oh, uh, my. You know, <laughs> but, but, but they act still having fun. It's your niche. You take it. Well, yeah, exactly, right? and that and that's really the the key. Um, the other thing too is is you know just when when you're you know for for those who are are getting you know familiar with the business and getting started out, um, don't if you go on an audition, don't go crazy overthinking copy. Um, we use this wonderful little story with you know it's like uh, it's a sleazy street rat. So all of a sudden, everybody's doing a voice like this, huh? you know, kind of like, hey, look, it's a sleazy street rat. And somebody else comes out and goes, no, no, he's bigger than that. So now let's put a little bit of meat on the guy. Like he's, you know, maybe a little bit heavier. And somebody goes, no, he's stupid. So now now you want to d- dumb him up to make him, you know, like he's stupid. And somebody goes, no, it's the boss rat. So now you want to take him down like this. If you take my cheese, I'm pulling your tail out of the socket. Do we understand <laughs> each other? And you go, great. And you go into the booth and they go, perfect. Don't do the accent. <laughs> <laughs> but but I'm a thespian. Don't you know what I'm bringing to this role? You know, and you, again, it's like deer in the headlights are going, you know. So in that respect, overthinking stuff, you kind of, if, if you carry that into the session with you, you, you kind of want to leave a clean pelt. Our job basically is to simply go where, where they want you to go. You know, and it's like if you want to do, and direction will be very daunting sometimes. I've had direction that was, I love where you're going with this. Put 60 pounds on him, give him a two martini lunch. In fact, it was wonderful playing a troll at Cartoon Network. And the direction was, <laughs> I love the size of him. Now make it sweatier. <laughs> That's A, gross, and B, how do you do that? What did you do? Oh, the key is you just throw, <laughs> oh, yes, the sweaty troll voice. What the hell is that? So, <laughs> no, you just, you throw something back. And then they go, oh, yeah, that's except do this. And now now you have a jumping off point where if you just right. sit there and go, well, now, so then, okay, what's the backstory on this troll? I don't, and it's like, oh, boy, here it comes. You know, oh, no, no a thespian. So the, the real point you're making is flexibility and uh, improvisation are really key for success in that area. I always use is, uh, you know, improv is huge. If you've ever called the boss and found him a line while you were late to work, that's improv. And if he believed <laughs> it, it was good improv. You know? Right. It was believable. Because we need to change on the spot. It's not, you know, they are not adapting to what we do. Our job is to adapt to what it is they're looking for. And that's, exactly. that's really the key. Which is probably the answer to the question I was about to ask you, which is what is the best piece of advice you could offer to pass on? Um, buy custom knee pads and uh, then get your contractor's license. No, okay. You just said the flexibility, the improv, you know, all of that is probably fitting for an answer to that question, unless you have something else to add. Well, I just, I think the biggest thing of all is that do what you do and be realistic with yourself. Um, There's an awful lot of people that, oh, yes, like I do, you know, dead on voice impressions. Homer Simpson, dope, dope, dope. And it's like, okay, that's that's great. Um, (laughs) You know, be be realistic with what you do. 
Right. Uh, you know, th- there's a lot of different styles. Once again, you don't need to be jack of all trades. You know, grab that slice. And if, and if it, you know, blossoms from that one thing you're doing into doing a bunch of other things, that's great. But there's a lot of people that specifically do one style of stuff and they make a fortune doing that. You know, um, yeah. if you are, you know, British, then then utilize that. You know, it doesn't mean you have to do an American accent. Um, right. It's the same thing, with, you know, like it's on a commercial demo. You don't put dialects on that because they have five. Brits on the roster, they will actually bring them in to do stuff. Animation, of course. In fact, we were laughing going, when did all trolls become Cockney? You know, like in the Bronx. (laughs) Something about those English. Well, this is fantastic information. I'm going to take, jump in and take a quick break here. Will you hang with me? Certainly. If you'd like to publicize a nonprofit charity or special event, just write me at Rebecca at lovethatrebecca.com with the details. All right, let's jump back in. Mark Grau is here with us. Say hey. How you doing? You know, Mark, we have talked a lot. You have such a range of capabilities, being that you're in the studio and you're voice acting, and you have terrific business experience. I'd like to turn it upside down a little bit and find out, with all of this activity, I want you to just give us a sense of how you live your life in balance outside of work. Well, I'm a single man, so I think with that part of my anatomy, where do you want to go today? All right, I'll tell you. All right. Um, but you were married at one time. You, you understand domesticity to a certain degree. No, I don't. That's why I'm not married. No. <laughs> oh, he was kicked out. No, no, no. That's the, no, no I, it's, it's, uh, you. you know, it, it's kind of that balance. I, I think that, that a lot of people, you know, it's, it's finding other things to do. Um, you know, away from the studio. Uh, one of the things I do is I coach special needs teams. Um, oh, that's sweet. Tell us more about that. It's just, it's just a, a very endearing, you know, sweet kind of thing. It has nothing to do. I mean, some of the kids are, you know, enamored over, you know, video games and cartoons and stuff, but a lot of them could care less, um, which is very cool. And right. it's basically, I have no idea what the hell I'm doing at all, other than the fact that if they leave sweaty and smiling, then life is good. <laughs> You know, it's just, it's basically just, you know, bringing, and, and that's what I always tell people too. It's just, you know, aside from the VO stuff, just give something back, do something, you know, just away from the crap all of it. The terrible thing with this business is that it's very easy to live by your most recent project and define yourself by what you do. And, you know, it, it's all, everything. It's very yes, easy. But it's 20, I've, I've got 26 weeks coming. It's a 26 week episode. It's pilot season. I'm up for a pilot on this. I'm up for the, it's a feature. I'm up. And it's like, that's wonderful. Good for you. But that's not, you know, your poop's still going to smell in the morning and you're still going to not like peanut butter or you will like peanut butter. It's not going to be this life changing experience, you know, right, it's wonderful. Right. Yes. I mean, that's what we all want, but realize that sometimes people get so caught up in this, they kind of miss the life part and that kind of passes them by. And it's real important sometimes, like you said, to have other interests outside of the business, outside of the people in the business. And you found a very nice niche for that. Um, How long have you been doing that? Uh, About nine years. That's sweet. That's very sweet. And your coaching, was it for baseball? What are you coaching? Started off as just soccer. Now it's soccer, baseball, um, and basketball. Oh wow, that's really cool. Do they do they do competitions? Do you have like some team pictures on the wall besides all the celebrity photos? That's really cool. 
of that. It basically, it's, you know, it really is just a situation of the kids going, it's a, a little bit different kind of a thing, obviously. I mean, we're not keeping, obviously, I've run yeah. and I took the kids to a tournament and and I had a, a guy who was, you have too many children on the field. And it was like, it's special needs kids, who cares? Yeah. You know? So I had to actually pull two out and set them over on the side and they were in tears and I've got oh. up very, very close to him and um, had a discussion. Very so, good. You know, because that's not what yeah. this is about. You know, no. So. No. Well, it's lo- really lovely to know that you're doing that. And, you know, one of the other questions that somebody asks is, how do people in voiceover, they're always sitting down or standing up, how do they stay in shape? Now, from the photos, you look like you're in shape. Tell us, Mark, how do you stay in shape? Um, I go and abuse myself daily. I have, a, a thankfully, a very nice gym where I live. Uh, oh, good. <laughs> no, and uh, you know, and that and that's a, a big thing too. Is just is you know, stay on top of that and, and and feel good. You know, it's just this is a great ride. I mean, it's like so. Why not enjoy? I can't think of anything worse than you know. Man, oh, I've got. I mean, everybody has problems and things they have to deal with, but just you no. Know, so I I you know do the weights and all that stuff one day very hard, and then the following day is all the treadmill stuff and you know just all of that kind of stuff. So you know and. And when you are outside of that world, you know, you're you're living your life and you're enjoying, you know, the workouts outside, nature with the kids, that sort of thing. Um, you have to do you do have to do things for work that are not actually recording or uh, in the studio. Part of that is shifting back into work now, marketing, publicity, uh, social media. You are obviously successful in your business. Um, are there any tips you want to share about that? Well, I think it's just it's it's being realistic. A lot of people in this business have a way of fudging things a bit. Um, we've I've run into people before, like at a, at a voiceover function, who are you know yeah I I just finished this cartoon. I was the lead in this series, and it was like mm, no, no, <laughs> and it was like finally you get him aside and go no you weren't because we recorded it at the studio. You weren't the lead. <gasps> I, I did all the I did all the scratch tracks. You know, and so there's there's a lot of that. And I just, you know, I just tell people, you know, it whether you're, you know, getting involved with a studio, whether you want someone to produce your demo, just do your homework. Because there's there's now there's so many people out there having different claims that they're doing this and doing that. And, and you know, they're teaching this. And, te- you know, it's it's like the running gag here is, you know, I, I guessed it on eight is enough. So I'm teaching acting now. You know, it's like, oh. I'll stop it. <laughs> there is a little bit too much of that. And we try to, to advise people. How did, how did, what's your advice for people about finding the right, you know, coach or teacher? Well, you know, do do your research. Or again, I'm always open to that. I re- I'm a firm believer in what goes around comes around. So if anybody has any questions, you you're more than welcome to email or call or whatever. And we'll at least point you in the right direction for where you are. Um, okay. There are some people who are really, really wonderfully good and do this. It's it's the same thing with the class we do here. I try and bring people in here who actually, this is what they do for a living. It's not a sideline. It's not a an occasional thing. It's not, you know, doing a, a thing two or three times a week. You have to realize that we are here 40 to 50 hours a week, every week. It's nothing but voiceover, and that's all we do and have been doing for, well, to put that in context, I've actually had the studio here in Burbank as a sole proprietor for 28 years. That's awesome. Congratulations. That's wonderful. My pants are squishy again. Nurse? (laughs) Nurse? (laughs) We'll take a real quick break and be right back. I'm Joe Cipriano, producer of Primetime Voices for Children. Last holiday season, 31 of America's top voiceover artists gathered together 
to record Twas the Night Before Christmas. This year, for the holiday, we've added 11 more children's stories. To create an album, Twas the Night Before Christmas and other children's stories. We urge you to purchase a copy of Twas the Night Before Christmas and other children's stories. All the proceeds go to Mattel Children's Hospital, UCLA, and the Chase Child Life Program there. I'm Joe Cipriano, wishing you happy holidays. Back to the podcast. Hey, everybody, we are back and we are ready for the Rorschach Love That Voiceover Questionnaire with Mark Rao of the Mark Rao Studios and Mark Rao. The whole world is listening to you. Ready to answer these questions? Sure. (laughs) What is your current favorite American or international city? Uh, I would have to go with... Baby. Um, Probably Paris. Paris, because it's romantic. And and beautiful, and there's a neat history there. There's very much so. What is your favorite oceanic or zoo animal? Uh, Manatee. (laughs) Manatee, sweet. They're beautiful. My boyfriend got to touch one in the water once. Have you ever touched one? I saw a man. Yes, I did. I saw one in Florida, and it was so funny because I had no idea. I was thinking, like, look, God, it's like a, the Loch Ness monster. What the hell is that? I'm a <laughs> guy, so it's like you know, and this big lumbering thing was just kind of hanging out. So yeah, yeah it's they're cool. sweet. Yeah, that's, cool. That's weird choice. I have no idea why I picked a manatee. I just those damn drugs are coming back to bite me. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> that's what this is all about. We help instill the drugs back in your life. Animated film or TV show? What's your favorite? Um, I would have to go with uh, probably Super Joe. Super Joe? Tell us about that one. Where, or uh, what's our other, uh, I'm trying to think. Will, help me. What was our other one for uh, Adult Swim that we like? Um, no, I like, you know, that, I just, I, I think that's cute. I mean, honestly, there's a, there's a, uh, that's a very hard to narrow down because I just, there's, each cartoon has stuff in it that's very funny and the lines are great and they hit really well. And then there's others where it kind of falls a little flat. But do you like, it sounds like you like Adult Swim then as a channel. I, I like it because it's a little bit different and kind of pushes the barrier a bit. There's yeah. times the sweet and daring stuff is kind of fun, but we like stuff that ob- obviously is a little cutting edge and kind of off the wall. A little rebellious, a uh. little rebellious too, huh? Yeah, sure. It's just kind of fun. Sure. Okay. This might be a little hard one for you, but think on your feet just for right now. Name your current favorite hero or heroine. I would think the guy... <laughs> Just jumped out of the thing and did that free fall yeah, thing. I thought that was really Felix cool. Baumgarten. Woohoo, Felix. <laughs> the was, Austrian. Was it, what was it, almost 800 miles an hour, I guess? That was crazy. Oh, yeah, he was close. He was close to 800. And he was up about 24, 20, between 24 and 25 miles high. It's amazing. Amazing. A custom suit to fit his balls because I don't know how else he'd fit him in there anyway. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Next. Uh, now, you're really going to hate this, I, I imagine, but I could be wrong about your personality. What's your favorite dance to watch or to do? Um, the hokey pokey. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you want to put in and put out. Stop it. <laughs> I have candy in my van, little girl. I don't know if I left my van or my candy, but I have it. We're, we're going into the adult swim territory. Come on now. <laughs> Let's go with the last fast question, then we go a little more introspective. Fast, which is your favorite food? Good old American cheeseburger. 
Wow, that is so weird because right next to food, I have the word cheese sandwich. An In-N-Out cheeseburger, double-double. I'm a caveman. (laughs) Now let's go a little more introspective. You can go fast or not, but growing up when you were a child, what was the name of your best friend? Do you remember? Uh, Yes, I do. Actually, it was Brian. Awesome. What do you remember about Brian right now? I didn't like him really at all. No, just a good buddy. Hanging out together, same same kind of things, you know, same enjoyed the same stuff, talking about girls, all that kind of stuff. We had no idea what was going on, but it was like, whoa, look at those. And of course lying to each other about all the girls we had. I always thought it was That's funny sweet. when you're little, you'd think cooties are disgusting, and then you reach an age where you start lying about all the cooties you've gotten. So that's <laughs> uh, what one thing can bring you pure joy. Um, the kids I work with. Yeah, that's, that makes a lot of sense. What guilty pleasure do you let yourself indulge in? Um, nudity and cold stone. <laughs> oh, my God. Do you do that in the nude? Do you, because there's cold marble involved in everything? Oh, well. I was going to say, I just don't know those actually go to, those are separate of each other, but Okay, sorry. thank you. <laughs> it was a really weird visual. <laughs> What natural gift would you most like to possess that you do not now? Um, a black man's penis. <laughs> well, really, just tell me exactly how you feel. <laughs> so, sorry, sorry. But if you have one, <laughs> that means that it came from someone else and it's not going to work very well. Brother is a professional uh, musician. And I would love to be able to play the piano like that. <laughs> I can beat around a little bit, but I, I would love to have that talent. Yeah. Musicians. Every voiceover actor wants to be a musician. It is hysterical. It's truth. It's my survey. Next and last question. Drumroll. What do you consider your greatest achievement? Um, I think probably just still being upright. I, what, I actually what I accomplished what I set out to do, which is kind of cool. Ooh, really nice. Very nice. But you're not done yet. No, so I, I hope not. Is there something, <laughs> something that you know? <laughs> no, but I'm saying, I think that if you have accomplished everything, are you done? You no, can't be done. Not by No, no, no. I haven't accomplished everything. I just made that. So what I've set, out. set out to do, I did accomplish so far, and it kind of went way above and, and beyond what I was expecting to do as far as here and just in general. Thank so, yeah, you for the clarification. You know, still, nope, still in the trenches, still cranking away daily, which is great. So, I know. Okay. Now, so what's on the horizon for you? I mean, what is it that is your next achievement if you could aspire to something? Um, honestly, just we have all kinds of, of uh, various projects in the works. We're doing some uh, counseling for a couple of fun things. We were putting together a little repertory group of uh, voice actors. Um, Very and For cool. any of those people who have not seen the movies that we do. Um, you can go on the web. It's on the website too, but it's all the voiceover movies. That can, so we're putting a little group of people to actually do ADR and, and rip apart old movies, which is kind of fun. Oh, is that anything like the uh, TV show that they did a while back on one of the cable networks? Sim- 3000. Mm-hmm. What's it called? Do you remember? Well, there was mad movies. Not, not, in other words, we weren't talking about not the uh, um, thing where they just sit there and make comments about it. 
Oh, that's what I was talking about. You're ad li- you're totally changing the lines. You're re-scripting. Redoing the dialogue. You wow. Know, yeah. Wow. That's actually what we did on these. On these the, in fact, if you look on the website at fixinthemix.com and go to VO stuff or you can see the movies and it'll say voiceover movies, there's about 20 of them on there. And it's everything from getting an agent to booking your first job. And they're all very, you know, it's all parodies, obviously. So, but How fun. I, One of the other things, so everybody knows when I called Mark to set up this interview, I was on hold for a little bit. And throughout the whole time, it's all these bloopers from audio sessions. It's hysterical. I was laughing. I was practically crying. I could not practically speak to you when you picked up the phone because I didn't know who was telling what. And I I was all upside down. It's it's funny. A lot of people assume that they're actually listening to a session that's going, you know, and it's like, no, those are just tons of outtakes from everybody, obviously, that are on there. It's kind of across the board. It's fun. Well, I really appreciate the fun time I've had with you. Thank you so much. I hope you've had a good time. I love that voiceover. It was wonderful. And I thank you very much for having me. And hopefully you'll gain better taste and find someone better to do this next time. And I understand <laughs> that. It's okay. <laughs> Hi, everybody. This is Mark Grau. Keep listening to Love That Voiceover. Oh, yeah, baby. Mm, I be loving it. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's episode. Tune in for the next one. 